Father God, to really uh, dedicate this 2023, Father God, to you. I pray that you would remove any form of distractions and allow us, Father God, to our hearts to truly just be centered with you. Help us, Father God, to just be uh, become more intimate with you, to truly be able to be the salt and light wherever you have called us. We pray that you prepare our hearts right now to listen to your word and to just really commune with you through prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Before we call on our uh, devo share for today, we just want to have a short poll of if you're joining us for our prayer and fasting week this coming January 9 to 14. So please uh, do let us know if you are participating, if you're not participating, or maybe you're not yet undecided, you're un yet undecided of what uh, you're going to be doing. So we see a lot of people right now um, voting yes, and we're very happy. And I hope that you could also join us for our face-to-face -face, uh, time together. Uh, if you're also joining us over Zoom, um, on Facebook, or in YouTube, you can type in your answer um, if you're joining us in the comments section. So praise God for that. And we are so excited to join with you as one family of Christ for our prayer and fasting week for 2023. So, so far, as we can see, for those that have responded, 100% of you are joining us for prayer and fasting 2023. Praise God. So with that, it is my honor to welcome to you our devotional share for today, our brother, Paul Devera. Take it away, Paul. Thank you so much, Brother JCU, uh, and welcome everyone. A happy, happy, blessed New Year to all of you. Let me just uh, share my screen as we um, will be talking about the short devotion entitled, For a True New Beginning, Lord Prepare Us. Last Sunday, we opened 2023 with a very powerful message from Pastor Ricky, uh, Pastor Bong, called a true new beginning. And we learned that only Jesus can make that new beginning take place. We learned that we need a new beginning. We also learned that we need to cling on to a different power for a new beginning, diba? for that to bring about that ability to change. And we have the obligation even to tell others about that new beginning. So everything points to Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. He is at the center of our New Year's message, and we would like to keep it at that. Now, every January, New Year, diba? it's all about new beginnings. And almost, if not all, messages or preachings or sermons of January 1 most likely began with New Year's resolutions. May Christian version pa ngayon, diba? Faith goals. Yan. I've been a CC effort for almost 20 years now, and I remember many breakthroughs from prayer and fasting. One of the things I prayed for so long was I wanted to go full-time. So every, I think three years, prayer and fasting, yun yung prayer item ko. And at one point during night watch in St. Francis Square, I fell in, I, I went to the line, so Pastor Des, the Pastor Desmond Chan, yung prayer leader, and I asked to be prayed for. And what's your prayer concern? And I said, I want to go full-time. So he prayed over me. But, you know, after that, the answer was not yet. And after that prayer and fasting, the answer was not yet. And after that prayer and fasting, the answer was still not yet. And then I got the yes. So, and here I am now, serving the, uh, serving the Lord uh, in a full-time capacity, diba? 
I also prayed for a wife. <laughs> Nagapagod na ako praying for a wife to the point that I was ready to be single and just serve the Lord whatever way I can. But here I am. I'm married now, celebrating our second year anniversary this month. So God really does answer prayers. But I think of all the things I remember um, about prayer and fasting, this is the one that I cherish the most. That people prayed for me. One prayer and fasting. Without me knowing. And God extended my life as I walked so closely to death. And God miraculously restored me. And my life had never been the same. You see, brothers and sisters, we prepare for the year ahead. We prepare for plans. We prepare for targets. We prepare for uh, the things that we want to achieve. Almost all of us have resolutions. And we witness how even in all our preparations, our inadequacy, our own limitations, and even our own failures and sins, they will all eventually get in the way. We victoriously overcome only if we are firmly set within the power that we are given through Christ Jesus. He is the agent of change. He is the reason why we want to change. And so it is important for us to align with God at the beginning of this year. And so next week, we will, as an entire church, pray together through our prayer and fasting. Pray in faith, victory, and surrender. This is a week-long church-wide time where all CCFers would gather together in prayer, fasting, and crying out to the Lord. So how do we prepare for that? I hope this short devotion will help prepare all of us. I want, to look, I want us to look into Isaiah 58 and read the portion called Observance of Fasts. It opens with verses 1 and 2, which reads, Cry loudly, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Jacob their sins. And then God describes them. Yet they seek me day by day and delight to know my ways. As the nation that has done righteousness and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God, they ask me for just decisions. They delight in the nearness of God. So as you can see here, a rebuke is being called out by God towards his people, the house of Jacob, the Israelites. They are being rebuked for transgressions and sins despite the fact that they, it seems like they're doing what's right, as described by God in verse 2. They seek God. They try to show that they submit to the ordinance of God or the commandments of God. They even appeal to God for decisions. So what sin could that be? The next verses would describe what's wrong with this. They cry out to God in verse 3. Why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? And what did God say? Behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire and drive hard all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife and strike with a, with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. What does this mean? They were doing their fast with the wrong motive. It runs opposite of a fast's nature of humility and selflessness. They're in it for themselves. And brothers and sisters, I know you'd agree with me. There are many gains in prayer and fasting the blessing of intimacy with the Lord, being able to fight the lies and the temptations, um, victorious living, 
which we will be talking about also on Sunday. Some people even think that when they do fasting, they can take away the unwanted gains that they had during the many feasts during Christmas and New Year. But, but in doing so, brothers and sisters, we must remember, we are not doing it to gain. We are doing it for the Lord. God asks a rhetorical question for us before we take a short moment to pray. In verse 5, it says, Is it a fast like this which I choose, a day for a man to humble himself? Is it for bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed? We will call this a fast, even an acceptable day to the Lord. And God is asking for our hearts. And so as we take a minute to pray, why don't we praise and acknowledge God? He is supreme, He is sovereign in all the things that we will face this 2023. But also take time to repent from sins we've previously committed and we've disregarded. Like for example, we disregarded the discipline of prayer and fasting. And allow His forgiveness to bring about renewal in our spirits. Let's take a brief moment to pray. I hope you had a wonderful moment to, to convene with God in that short period of time. And we continue for a true new beginning. Lord, prepare us. Now, what is fasting? The real sense of the word fast is that it is abstinence from food or drink or both. And it's done either for medical, religious, or ethical reasons. Here's how the Encyclopedia Britannica described fasting. It says it is abstinence from food or liquid or both. And many different religions actually do fasting. Let me show you a clip from that article. And this is what we see. It mentions Judaism. It mentions Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy. It mentions what they do. The Catholics, for example, or those who belong to the Islam religion, the period and what they do during fasting. But here's a particular thing that I saw in that article. It described the Protestants. After all those things, the, it was said of Protestant churches, Protestant churches generally leave the decision to fast to individual church members. Left with the decision to make on our own, I hope, we see the value of why this is an important thing 
for the church to endeavor and champion. Let us not forget that the early church do this regularly. And it was an important act. Some verses in Acts actually show that. Acts 13, for example, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, they were worshiping God, and part of worship is fasting. That's when the Holy Spirit talks to them, and the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. With this, we earn an Apostle Paul, because that Saul there is the Apostle Paul. Had they not become intimate with God, we wouldn't have heard of that instruction. Again, in chapter 14, it says, When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, even their leaders, they pray for them, and as they pray, they fast. They commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So, we go back to the oracle again in Isaiah 58. And verses 6 to 7, the next verses I'll show you, will raise the bar and the standard for what kind of fast pleases the Lord. Normally, when we think about what kind of fast, we think about the method, we think about what we want to take away, and some even take the comfort of doing what they call social media fast, or no Netflix fast, or I will not text my ex fast, which are not fast. <laughs> These are not things to sacrifice. But read on what is pleasing to the sight of God. In Isaiah 58, 6-7, it says there, Is this not the fast which I choose? To loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house? When you see the naked, to cover them. And not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Brothers and sisters, what we read here is that sense of sacrifice. The sense of dying to self. Our fasting should involve a great denial of the self. And we do this not for the self, but that it should also make us men and women for others. Men and women who follow God and stand for the oppressed. Stand for those that are bound, those that are hungry, that are homeless, that are sick. Those who have needs and have no one else to look to. What it means is, is that fasting is really a state of heart. Real fasting is more than just what you don't enjoy or what you don't eat or what you don't do. Having a heart so aligned to the heart of God that you would want to be his instrument his channel, to bless others, to intercede for others, even if it means taking much of your time or your resources. Next week, our prayer and fasting night watches will be done live uh, and online as well. But in the center and in many satellites, people will flock to pray and to be prayed for, to raise their hands and their voices, to shed tears, to kneel down and intercede so intentionally for various things. The question is, will you commit to join? Are you a D-group leader, for example? Why don't you volunteer to pray for people? If we do fasting with the right heart, our minds set on the right things, and we are more than willing to stand up for the Lord and for what He wants, the benefits are more than just answers to our prayers. 
my wife and I, we pray for a child for this year. But more than having a child, this is what we really desire. We desire more of the Lord himself. That he be central in our marriage. That he be central in our ministry. That he be central in our lives. And you know the reward? The reward being promised to us is in verses 8 to 9. Then your light will break out like the dawn. And your recovery will speedily spring forth. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, Here I am. This is the ultimate benefit of us. Praying and fasting. That great alignment, that great intimacy, that great collection with God. And you would know and feel that he is with you. Brothers and sisters, it is important for us to take this chance to pray, to fast, and ask God for his guiding presence as we enter an entire week of prayer and fasting. And this early, let us also yield to give way to his leading, to his answers, be it a yes, a no, or a wait. And for us to know that he truly knows best and he is really all that we would ever need. Let's take a minute to ask for clarity. What kind of fast God wants us to do or challenging us to do. What we need to intercede for this prayer and fasting week. And let us take this time also to yield to his instructions through his word and agree to surrender to him in everything. Let's take this moment to pray. As we take this time to close this devotion in prayer, allow me to pray for everyone. Father in heaven, we enter your presence as one church and we lift up this moment to you. Lord, we will be approaching our prayer and fasting week and we pray so hard, Lord God, that our hearts would be aligned to you. Allow ourselves to be humbled by the expanse of your grace and your love. Allow us, O oh Lord, to cling on to your word, to really see that the key to our victory lies in our submission to you. 
allow us, Lord, that as we intercede for things and we cry out for things and we request for things, Lord, that there will be no other greater desire than the desire to have more and more of you in our life this year. We pray, Lord, that the entire church who will participate in this prayer and fasting week would reflect Jesus Christ so much so that wherever we are and in whatever we do, Christ is seen, Christ is magnified, Christ is glorified. Allow our lives, Lord God, to be worship, to be gifts of sacrifices to you, O God, because you deserve all, all glory, honor, and praise. And so we submit our hearts to you, O God. We worship you. We exalt you. We thank you. And we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people say, amen and amen. Amen. Praise God indeed. And we are so excited to come together as one church and really prepare uh, for this coming fasting week. And may the Lord really ready our hearts as our brother Paul shared. So. As we said a while ago, this Intercede Weekly is special because we're going to take a little portion of our time to pray for the upcoming fasting week. So we've asked some prayer leaders to pray for some of our concerns for the upcoming fasting week. The first off is to pray for our workers. Let's welcome our brother, Mike Yap. Father, we join our hearts once again to just lift up to you this up-and-coming prayer and fasting week. Oh Lord, it's such a timely and really exciting uh, thing to look forward to, especially as we begin 2023. And so, Father, we lift up every um, person to you who will be preparing for this, including the workers, the staff, the volunteers, the pastors, the ministry leaders. Oh, Father, we pray that you will just unite us all to work together in harmony that you would allow love to abound and that you will allow us to prepare all of the details, all of the specifics, the program from Monday through Saturday, that you would be glorified as we work, as we communicate, and as we rely on you for strength and wisdom. We pray, Lord, that you will override all of our preparations and that in the end, Lord, you would be honored as we seek you, as we pray and fast, and as we serve you during this week. Oh, Lord. May, may all the glory belong to you. This we ask together in Jesus' name. Thank you, Brother Mike. To pray for our participants for the upcoming passing week, let's welcome Pastor Eric Batanas. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just lift up to you this January 2023 prayer and fasting, Father God. We pray for those who will join us on site, Father God, to those who will join us online that um, let the petitions of their hearts, their desires, everything that they will lay down before your throne. Lord God, we know and we believe that you know exactly what everybody's going through, Lord God. And as they prepare physically, as they prepare mentally, um, spiritually, Lord God, starting today, Lord God, touch their hearts, Lord God. Um, impress on things to them, Lord God, that um, reveal things to them. Um, make your word clear, Lord God. Let your will be done, Lord God, in the lives of every participant who will join this year's prayer and fasting. Lord God, help us to focus on you, oh God. Help us not to be distracted, Lord God, by the, um, the 
the emptiness of our stomach, Lord God, but let our hearts be filled, Lord God, our being be filled by your presence, by your spirit, Father God. Let there be transformation, Father God. Let there be breakthroughs, Lord God. Let there be clarity, Lord God, in, um, in our lives, in our thoughts, in our hearts, Lord God, to those who are praying for a job, for work. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we commit this time of prayer and fasting to you alone. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric. To pray for our prayer leaders, let's all welcome uh, Pastor Marty Ocayo. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for our prayer leaders. Thank you for allowing them to be available during this prayer and fasting. We really pray for their schedule, that you would uh, allow them to really fulfill their commitment. Uh, every night as they pray for people, prepare all of our hearts, Lord, uh, prayer leaders. We pray that we will be ready in ministering to the people. Uh, keep us all healthy and strong as well. Bless our families too. And uh, we also pray that our hearts will be right, will be ready as you use us to pray for people, to pray in faith, and to encourage the body of Christ. And we pray, Lord, that as we pray for these people, Lord God, give us the right words to say May we become channels of your spirit, of your blessing, of your presence to these men and women who will be prayed for. We pray that we will have the right words and uh, the right encouragement also. And uh, we also pray that during that prayer time, you will allow yourself to be uh, encountered by the people who will be praying and by the people mm -hmm. who will be prayed for. And please protect all of us from any sickness, any virus, especially from COVID. Please keep us safe, especially it's going to be a physical gathering. Again, thank you for how you're going to use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Marty. To pray for our speakers, that's all welcome. Pastor Ricky Sarti. Yes, Father, I agree with all of the prayers of my brothers thus far, and we just truly thank you for this wonderful op opportunity, not only to be gathered in one another's presence, literally, but to gather together in yours. And we want to lift to you all of those whom you have raised up to be um, sharers of your word. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Peter, for Brother Mike Yap and Edric Mendoza and Julius Reala, for Pastor Bong, for Pastor Marty, and anyone and everyone else who may be sharing your word in any of our uh, your satellites throughout uh, the Philippines or the world. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will protect them, you will protect their families, you will guard their spiritual well-being as well as their uh, physical well-being and that they will receive from you and continue to receive confirmation from you what it is exactly you want them to impart to your people in your name. We pray, Lord, that uh, the messages through them will be clear, practical, but above all, in exact accordance to your will, no more and no less, and that they will be able to address supernaturally the issues that people are really uh, bearing in their hearts and that through your word and through your spirit, there will be breakthroughs in the lives of so many people. And there will even be people who will be saved and who will know you as their Lord and Savior for the very first time. So we commit to you, all of your speakers, your messengers, bless them in ways that are beyond their thinking or imagining. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Pastor Ricky. And now let's all welcome our dear senior pastor, Pastor Pino Benji. Sorry. 
Father God, I just thank you for the privilege of coming before you with my brothers and sisters. And Lord, as we've been praying, thank you for reminding me to remind all of our co-workers that it is our prayer, it is my personal prayer also, that CCF and its members will be a loving church, meaning I pray that the pastors and the leaders, we will love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. Help us to realize the simplicity of what you have taught us. It is to love God, to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So I pray, Lord, that you will always remind me, remind all of us, whatever we do, it should be anchored on your love for us and above all, our love for you. And Lord, forgive us when we focus on other things and not loving you with all our heart. I pray that as we love you with all our heart, you will purify our motives. I pray especially for all the full-time staff, all the elders, all the pastors. Lord, everything begins with us. Help us be good examples for the flock. And I pray this for myself, that you will increase my capacity, my earnestness to love you even more. Thank you that you are the one who alone can give us that kind of a heart. Thank you for your grace, that it is by your grace that we can learn to love you. And by loving you, Lord, we will live a life of holiness. By loving you, our leaders, our campus missionaries, all our staff, all our D-group leaders, we live lives that are pleasing to you. And Lord, that's my prayer, that you start with us pastors, start with leaders, start with D-group leaders, that we learn to put you first. And Lord, again, we are very weak. We cannot do this. So I ask you, Jesus, help me, help all of us to be reminded that the greatest commandment is to love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. And now I pray for the second greatest commandment is for us to learn to love one another. I pray that CCF will learn to truly manifest your love by loving each other. And that means, Lord, we may have to practice sacrificial steps to listen to people, to go out of our comfort zone, to confront lovingly, without gossiping, to talk to people privately, without embarrassing them, at the same time to be willing to speak out the truth in love. So I pray that we will truly be a loving congregation, that the small groups will experience our love, protect us from becoming critical, from becoming judgmental and from becoming proud with what you have blessed us with. So I pray that we will always learn love you and to love one another. And Lord, by loving one another, I pray now that CCF and all of the workers and all of the members, Lord, we will learn to be holy. 
Lord, my heart is grieved again when I hear of a lot of immorality, a lot of gossiping, a lot of unforgiveness. Forgive us. So, Lord, I pray for all of us that we will learn to be truly holy and give us all a humble heart, a humble heart to learn from one another, a humble heart to listen to you, a humble heart to change. And I pray that you will bring about even the staff, even the membership, real harmony, that we learn to love each other. We work together. We may not agree, but help us to work together. And by being harmonious, Lord, help us to learn to be happy in our work, that we will be a joyful church, not focus on problems, not focus on comparison, but focus on you, rejoicing in whatever you have blessed us with. Give us a great, grateful heart. And I pray for all the leaders that are now meeting in Mount Mokiling. Hopefully, Lord, as they join us, that you will remind all of them. Our being, our relationship with you, relationship with each other, is far more important than what we try to accomplish. Remind us accomplishment is always a byproduct. And I commit to you this Sunday as I speak to the whole church that you will give us wisdom, give me wisdom, what to say, what not to say. And I pray that CCF will be a church that is not only happy, but Lord, we will be working hard. Excellence marked by a real desire to be exemplary in everything we do. That the hard work is a byproduct of our heart because of our love for you. Will you bless everybody here who are listening? And I pray those who are having physical problems, those who are having emotional problems, those who are having financial problems, Lord, supernaturally touch them. In the name of your Son, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, will you touch all those who are praying today. Give all of us who are praying today special anointing, special blessing, special intimacy with you. And I pray for the others who may have forgotten or who may be doing something else, that you remind us the importance of coming before you by living a life, Lord, that surely that is honoring to you. I pray this for all of us and for the rest of the prayer time as we pray for individual concerns, the church, the leaders, guide us. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Peter. And as we continue to be in an attitude of prayer, we're going to be focusing again on some items for our prayer and fasting. The first two slides will be about our upcoming prayer and fasting. And then we are going to resume with our regular prayer slides. You can also type in the chat box or in the comment section if you're joining us over in Facebook and YouTube, your prayer items and our prayer leaders. And we encourage everybody also to join us in praying for one another. Let's enjoy our time with the Lord right now. <laughs> 